Philippines and welcome to Book 101. Book 101 is all about the books that I read for the last 40 years and today I have my special guest. He's award-winning author and of course the author of the book Aquila's Secret. No other than Mr. Jeff Burney. Good morning. Thank you, Daniel. It's good to be here again. Yes, and welcome to Book 101 once again, Mr. Bernie. And can you please introduce yourself? Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, like you said, my name's Jeff Bernie. I, uh, I spend my days writing uh, advertisements and I spend my nights uh, writing uh, thrillers and kind of dark suspense stories that hopefully will uh, keep readers awake. Um, I try to uh, draw people in and give them some twists that, uh, that hopefully you're not expecting. And I've been, uh, I've been writing uh, novels for um, two books. Now I'm working on my third. Uh, it's been about five years Uh on this kind of side hustle journey. And I'm hoping that eventually it becomes my uh, full-time gig. Yes, definitely. But before we go on to your next book, let's do the recap of the book that we talked about our last episode, The Fall of Faith. Yeah. And thank you again for having me back. I appreciate it. I, I had a great time talking about uh, The Fall of Faith. Um, it is, as you said, my second book. Um, very gritty, uh, dark domestic thriller about lust, love, and kind of the consequences of, of doing whatever it takes to survive. It's about a, a trucker who's on his last run, has nothing to go home to, uh, which is good because he gets stuck in the middle of nowhere uh, in a small Midwestern town on his way home from his last run. And runs into all kinds of crazy people as he ends up falling in love with the wrong woman, uh, as heroes in uh, stories often do. And uh, as danger closes in around him, it's, it's hard to see if he will win her love or even if he'll survive. Yes, people, I'm inviting you to listen to our previous episode with Mr. Bernie because it's something else. How Mr. Bernie crafted the fall of faith and many more. Mr. Bernie, let's talk about your most popular debut novel. A Killer yes. Secret. Yes. Yeah, the one it started with. Um, a Killer Secret is a very I call it an intimate novel because there's really only three main characters. There aren't a lot of secondary characters. Um, and it is about the fact that we all carry secrets. And what would happen if someone had a secret that they were willing to kill to keep? Uh, and that's kind of the question that haunts the three main characters um, as their lives really kind of become intertwined by their secrets. 
um, and those secrets kind of slowly seep out as they interact. Um, the The cast is made of it's a uh, one of the main characters is kind of a disgraced professor. He he used to um, be at the top of his game, uh, and and he's kind of he's had a hard fall. Um, and then there's a kind of a disenchanted younger female psychologist, and she's um, kind of wondering what uh, what she's doing with her life. She she doesn't think she's helping anyone. Um, she's in a bad relationship, um, and she's just not sure um, where she belongs or what she should do. And then there is her newest patient, and. He's an interesting case for her. He seems like an open and shut book at first. Um, but the more she learns about him, the more he kind of pulls her into his web and eventually tells her that he is a serial killer and he is actively hunting for his next victim. So as the story unfolds and these three people interact, like I said, their secrets kind of slowly seep to the surface and, and, and slither out and affect their lives. And you wonder if their relationships will survive, uh, if their secrets will all come out. Um, and, and honestly, it started with the fact that um, everyone has secrets and, and I feel that some are, you know, some are mundane, some, some are innocent, but some are darker. And those I think maybe some people are, are willing to kill to keep. So you, as the story goes, you're not really sure who to root for in this story or who the victim is. And it becomes this nice twisted tale that I hope has a uh, ending that you won't expect. Interesting, Mr. Bernie. How did you craft it? A killer secret? You know, the idea actually came from... Uh, a news article that I read. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily like using the based on a true story kind of thing because it was very loosely based. But um, the story that I read uh, was about a lonely guy who was kind of socially awkward, didn't have friends, and he, he started going to a psychologist, and he he honestly wanted to impress her, and so he kept telling her these bigger and bigger stories and, and convinced her that he was a killer to the point where, um, as the news article goes on, his therapist actually turned him into the police, uh, only for the police to investigate and realize that he had made everything up. And so I thought that was a very interesting story. Um, like I said, the book doesn't follow that directly, but that was kind of the impetus that got me started and made me think about these characters and, and helped me bring them to life. What are your challenges or struggles in writing a Taylor's cigarette? You know, it was my first novel, and it's one of those things that you don't, you know, if you haven't written a novel before, it's hard to um, know where to start. And it feels very daunting. You know, this is um, almost 100,000 words and lots and lots of pages. And it just felt overwhelming. Um, so the biggest challenge for me with this book was 
to allow myself the time to write that I needed and to continually, continually tell myself that, you know, if I just keep writing, if I just keep with my story, eventually I will get to the end. I think the biggest challenge for new writers is that, like I said, it feels daunting. It feels like there's just too many words and you're not going to complete it. And maybe you're, you know, for me particularly, I kept feeling this overwhelming imposter syndrome. I had never written a novel before. What makes me think that I can write a novel? Will anyone even want to read it? And so those things, I just had to set them aside and just focus on the story and enjoy that journey. Interesting indeed, Mr. Verney. And according to R.E., excellent read, fantastic ending. So what are the elements that you put in the story that make your readers glued to it? Um, you know, I... I do my very best. I'm an outliner. Um, I can't just sit down and, and, and write and hope that it, it turns out. I, I need to know for me as the writer, I need to know the, the end point where, where I'm headed towards. And um, that also allows me to um, think about those twists and think about the little hints and Easter eggs that I can kind of sprinkle throughout the story that give you an idea. Once you've read the ending, hopefully you're not anticipating it and don't see it coming. But once you've read it and you think about the story that brought you there, hopefully you'll go back and think, oh man, I remember when uh, this character did that, and I didn't realize what it meant then, but at the end, it all made perfect sense. And that's what I try to do to keep people um, coming along with the story and hopefully enjoying it as they read it and then realizing at the end, oh my gosh, it was different than what I expected or what I thought it was going to be. Wow, very well said, Mr. Bernie. And according to Mr. Sean, warning, page turner. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so <laughs> what if you go back and if you want to revise the book itself, which part of the book you want to revise? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I think about that a lot with, with both my books, you know, um, it's one of those things as I think any kind of artist, whether it's a visual medium or writing, um, it, you know, you always feel like there's something you could have done different. Um, it never even, it, it never really feels completed, if that makes sense. You know, my books are on sale that, you know, people are reading them and enjoying them, but I feel like, you know, oh, I could have done this differently. Um, I think, you know, the main thing for a killer secret, I wanted it to be this slow burning suspense. You know, I wanted it to start out a little slow and introduce the characters and let people get to know them and then kind of speed up as the action happens and then kind of race towards the end where you you can't wait at some point to 
see how it's all going to turn out. And I think, I think for the most part that was very successful, but I, I realized, you know, after getting, um, reader responses, which have been overwhelmingly, um, positive, which is just amazing. Um, you know, maybe the book starts out a, a little bit too slow for some people, but I, I, you know, again, I did that on purpose, but I realized, you know, maybe that's not what most thriller readers are looking for. And so I did kind of change the way I think about opening a book for my second novel. And so I was able to learn from what worked and what didn't work with this one. Sir Bernie, Achilles Secret, is there any follow-up? Or there a prequel or series or a quartet for this book? I get asked that a lot. And I left the ending kind of open uh, to be able to revisit these characters. And I do have some story ideas. Um, I've thought of at least a, a three-book arc that could continue this story. And it is something that I want to come back and revisit, but that, you know, at least for me as an author, it's so difficult because I have so many stories that I want to tell and so many characters that I want to bring to life that I don't, I know that a lot of authors have great success with um, continuing a story and, and writing series, but I want to at least um, explore some other stories before I come back to the world of A Killer Secret. I do plan to come back to it for those people who are hoping for a sequel. Um, it's just something that I am I'm waiting for the right time and the right story. Yes, indeed. And according to Mr. H, an excellent read from beginning to end. Wow. Inspiring, Mr. Bernie. And I love all those reviews on Amazon. They are amazing. Before we go on, Mr. Bernie, I want to shout out my uh, ranking tops in the last 30 days, according to my Apple chart. Because in Zambia, number seven. Thank you, Zambia. In Pakistan, number 20. Spain at number 21. Qatar at number 29. Slovenia, number 45. Nigeria at number 56. Chile at number 68. United Republic of Tanzania at number 19. Canada, 120. Saudi Arabia, 172. Oman at 120, Egypt at 136, Zimbabwe at 139, Singapore at 154, Norway at 183, South Africa at 192, Cambodia at 212, uh, Belgium at 234, and many more. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast because this podcast is created to empower writers all over the world, like Mr. Jeff Bernie. Let's talk about the protagonist of this book. What can you say about it? Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to play with, um, with this novel was I wanted to make it difficult for people to know which character 
was the main protagonist and which one was the antagonist. And so all three of these main characters um, are as real as I can make them, meaning, you know, they're not over-the-top heroic. They're not over-the-top villainous. Um, they they have their dark sides. and But I would say that the the main protagonist is the female, the younger female psychologist. And as I mentioned, she's the one who's kind of rethinking her place in the world. And um, the older uh, ex-professor is also her boyfriend and her, her mentor. He was her professor in college. He's her business partner. They live together. She's not sure that their relationship, both professional and personal, is healthy. Um, she's certainly not happy in the relationship. And she is belittled so much by him professionally that, as I mentioned, she's not even sure that she's helping anyone um, in her psychology practice. And so she's really having this crisis of consciousness like what what is it that she's supposed to do in this world how, what was she put here to do how is she helping anyone what will she do next and how does she find happiness in her life and that's kind of when she interacts with both of these other men her patient and um her boyfriend that these secrets and these questions continue to come up in her mind and continue to play a part in how all three of these characters interact and their their lives kind of intertwine. So, Mr. Bernie, what's one thing or message you hope readers will take away from Achilles' secret? Oh, great question. You know, I, I really wanted to... Um, think about that kind of thin veil between what we think of as good and what we think of as evil and how really it is such an easy thing for people to wander from one to the other. And you may be mostly good, but have times when you do things that are bad or you may be mostly bad, but have times when you do things that are good. And I wanted to really explore that, that large swath of, of gray area between uh, good and evil, because I think that's where most of us live. Um, and I find that um, an interesting uh, place to mine stories from. Definitely. So how do you approach character development in a killer secret? Um, I try, you know, for me as, as the author, it really helps for me to think that I'm telling somebody's story. So they have to feel, these characters have to feel as real in my head as an actual person. So I do spend some time um, developing, them as characters as people kind of behind the scenes I have um, character sheets that I put together I know what they um, look like physically I try to think about what their mental state is 
at the beginning of the story and where it might be at the end. I think about each character's uh, story arc. You know, how will they grow and change from the beginning of the story to the end? And I think about their internal and external motivations. Like I said, really trying to get into the minds of these fake people um, so that as I'm writing, um, it I'm I'm being true to their their nature as I'm writing each character, and hopefully they they don't feel one dimensional when you're learning about them when you're reading about them, and that way you know I find that for me at least um, sometimes even though I outline I feel like as I'm writing for a particular character sometimes that character kind of takes over for me. And I think that's just my subconscious having gotten to know this character so intimately. It's just my subconscious playing around and understanding what that character might do in the moment. So as I'm writing, I may not understand it, but it ends up working. And it's just an amazing thing as an author to kind of go through and experience. Very well said, Mr. Bernie, but before we go on, I'm inviting you to listen to my other podcast, Love Letters, people. Love Letters are a collection of love stories of people get lost, get crazy, and disoriented in the name of love. We will learn from these stories and let be in their shoes to feel what it's like to be in love. So please do listen, Love Letters, people, and... My other podcast to Food 101, our third season with Chef Alessandro, one of the best executive chefs in one of the best restaurants in downtown Toronto. Please do support our books, people. They are out. Food 101, Volume 1, Basics until 11 is all you need how to create a delicious food. Available on Amazon and leading online bookstores worldwide. So, Mr. Bernie, what is the most rewarding aspect of being an author? Oh, wow. Um, there are so many things that I enjoy about being an author. But I think um, knowing that people that I don't know are reading my books and affected by my stories, you know, I I try not to worry about reviews, um, but I do um, like to read them because I, I want to learn if there's, you know, I'm a new author and I want to learn if there's anything that I can adjust in the way that I tell stories that they'll make them more enjoyable for people. And just getting those reviews, whether they're good, bad, or in the middle, knowing that somebody not only took the time to read my story, but was moved enough to to write a review. You know, not very many people actually write reviews for books. You have to be um, emotionally invested in the story, I think, whether it's good or bad, um, to to do that. And And that's, you know, I appreciate that so, so much. Definitely. So how do you feel about the current state of the publishing industry? Oh, it's crazy. You know, there are, <laughs> there are <laughs> so many books out there and so many um, stories that 
it's hard to, I think it's harder as a reader to discover new authors and new stories. You know, there's always been gatekeepers in publishing and, you know, traditional publishing, it's, it's the, the editors and the publishing houses that are kind of those first step um, gatekeepers, you know, whether they believe that an author's story is good enough or um, their writing quality is good enough. And that's great, you know. Um, and then the world of independent or self-publishing opened up, which I am an independent author, so I appreciate that. Um, but it becomes harder for readers, I think, to know if the book that they're about to read is going to be quality. Um, and, you know, you go on Amazon or any other online bookstore and there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of books. And it's so hard to go through, you know, more than the first page of results, which are, are mostly, you know, traditional published books or, or those who have paid um, for that higher placement. And so it really is hard to discover uh, new voices. And I think, you know, for me as a reader, that's something that um, I wish there was a solution to because there are so many great authors out there who have not yet been. Definitely. What is your inspiring message for those aspiring writers out there? I, I think everybody has a story. And I think whether you believe you are a good writer or a great writer, it doesn't matter. Tell the story because nobody else can tell your story like you can. Nobody else has the same worldview, the same point of view. If you've got something that you find interesting, you have to trust that other people will find that interesting too. And keep writing. Yes, people, go for it. If you have the passion of writing, write, write, write. Who knows? You will be the next Jeff Bernie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do you approach writing for different genre or audiences? Um, you know, for the most part, um, I write thrillers. And so I, you know, I know the typical and storylines and I try to uh, it, things you know you often hear you have to know the rules before you can break them and so I try to think about that as as I'm writing a story I don't want to be so tied to the rules of that genre that it becomes a forgettable story um, and then you know I'm working on a book right now that is not a thriller, and so that's interesting for me. Uh, it's a nice stretch, and that's again something that, as an author, I always want to uh, do is stretch myself, stretch my limits, um, learn new things. I don't ever want to um, fall into the trap of writing the same story over and over again with just different characters and different setting. I want to explore all these amazing stories that exist in this world, fictional and real, and bring those to life. And so for me, it's it really starts with the characters and getting to know them and telling their story. And whether that is a scary story or 
a dramatic, heartfelt, romantic story. It doesn't matter. It's what are those characters telling me and how can I make that story intriguing to my next audience? What is something you wish you had known when you first started writing? I wish I had known how difficult it can be to um, market your book. You know, uh, when you're starting out, it's such a daunting task to even start to, you know, sit down at the computer at that blank page and figure out that first sentence and get to that last sentence. And it feels like a marathon. And once you're at the last page and you've typed the end, you know, as a, as a new author, I thought, okay, that's it. That's the end of this journey. I've done it. But then you're just at the beginning of a new journey. And that is the publishing and the marketing and getting the word out because it's, it's not as if, as I was saying, it's hard for people to discover new stories and new authors. So just because I've published my books on all of these online bookstores doesn't mean that people will, will find them easily. doesn't mean that they'll leave reviews and, you know, as, as, um, as readers, I think we've gotten very used to, um, looking at reviews before we choose our books, which is great. Um, you know, it, it tells us what other readers thought, you know, you can read the, the overview of the story from the publisher and you can look at the, the, uh, first couple pages and see if the cover draws you in, but you really want to know, do people enjoy this story? And so reviews are so important and it is very hard as a new author, as someone that, some, that readers don't know to get people to read your book and then leave a review. Like I said, good, bad, indifferent. I don't care. I want honest reviews because that helps the right audience find your books. And that's a very hard thing to do as a new independent author. So, Mr. Bernie, how do you hope your books will be remembered or appreciated by future generations? First, I hope that they will be remembered and appreciated by future generations. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I think um, I'd like for, you know, my books to be uh, something that people look at and say, oh, yeah, he writes those books that have great characters and those endings. I just never expect those endings. And even though I know that he tries to do twist endings, and even though I know that there's going to be something that I don't expect, every time I read one of his books, the ending gets me, and it gets me in a good way. And I hope that that's something that uh, people take away from my books. Very well said, Mr. Bernie. A killer secret is good for a series or a motion feature. Would love for it to be uh, one or the other. I think, you know, today, um, uh, the way that I watch um, 
visual entertainment. I really enjoy those limited series where you've got, you know, four to 10 hours worth of storytelling that you just can't dive as deeply into the characters and the motivations and the action in a movie. And so I think um, I really enjoy series and I'd love to see, um, you know, my stories come to life in that type of, of medium. So if anyone's listening from uh, Netflix or Hulu or, or Amazon or Apple, these are great stories that uh, you really should think about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> plus Paramount Plus. <laughs> we are inviting mm. you or we shouting at you. Yes. Uh, please consider Mr. Jeff Bernie. It's something else. A killer secret. Oh, that'd be awesome. But uh, Spot, thank you so much for being the number two best book podcast on the planet. Thank you so much. And number one in the art book podcast category. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. For my 144 countries listening to this podcast, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. So, Mr. Jeff Bernie, can you invite our listeners to support all your books? And you can find out more about me as an author, more about my books, um, what I'm up to on my website. It's my first and last name, jeffburney.com. So J-E-F-F-B-E-R-N-E-Y.com. Um, talk about my books. I've got a blog that kind of gives you behind the scenes um, view into what I'm doing lately. You can find um, both of my books in um, ebook, uh, paperback, large print paperback, hardcover. They're on Amazon, Google Play, Apple Books, Kobo, Barnes and Noble, um, bookshop.org. Really, any place that you shop for books online, you should be able to find my books and. Hopefully, coming soon, you'll be able to choose the audio versions as well. Definitely. And looking forward for your next novel, Mr. Bernie. And you are most welcome to come back and promote the book. Oh, I would love to. So, people, let's support Mr. Jeff Bernie because if you support him, more and more books to come. Thank you so much and lovely talking to you. Great to talk with you again, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. Morgan, people. See you soon.